1: 630 Ched and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present The Show That Is Everything Oilers Oilers Now with Bob Stauffer Brought to you by Digitex Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide Yeah, Digitex does that D-I-G-I-T-E-X C-A On Oilers Radio 630 Ched.
0: 106 in Edmonton, welcome back everybody Bob Stopper and Brendan Escott with you The Edmonton Oilers have just hit the ice right now, Mike Smith remains in the home net doesn't mean he's necessarily going to start tomorrow Leon Dreisettle, Dominic Cahoon, Darnell Nurse Chris Russell not on the ice today. Uh, that, according to Reed Wilkins, who is was inside Sports Night from uh, six to eight. Second hour of now is brought to you by Digitex. Who wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. We will get to a bunch of your texts on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for thirty five years. We'll also have your North Division report for Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. This day in orders history for New West Travel. Kurt Hill, Edmonton Oil Kings GM. They dropped the puck on their Alberta sked tonight in the Western Hockey League season. But at this time, we head off to the River Cree Resort and Casino hotline for the 7,000 men and women working and employed in Alberta's horse racing and breeding industry. We welcome back to
1: the show, Mark Spector. Hello, Spec. How you doing? Wow! Well, and never, no one told me I'd be covering the uh, the juggernaut that is the Edmonton Oilers. So I'm uh, a little overwhelmed, Bob, with uh, what's going on here.
0: Is is it hard for you to put out like? To be this positive? To be this (laughs) positive, Bob? Is that what you're saying? Well, no, and you know what I'm going to say? Like, Mark, I've got the Oilers sort of as like an 8-16 through team. I'm not sure I'd put them, uh, you know, as an elite top-8 team in the league yet. We had John Shannon on. He said, Bob, he thinks there's only four elite teams. He thinks Toronto's elite, Tampa Bay, uh, Las Vegas, and now I'm drawing a blank on, uh, and he said Boston. So he said those four no. teams are elite. I asked him about Colorado. He said they haven't proven that yet. And then he says there's like a group between five and ten, and
1: he thinks Edmonton's in that group. Where do you see the orders at right now, Speck? Well, that's a, that's probably a fair way to put it. Like, are we talking about how they've played for the last two weeks, or are Look at them as big picture, right? They're on a hell of a heater here, Bob. They're, they're, you know, just going as well as a team can go. Uh, and, you know, they haven't had a lot of bad luck and things are going their way. How is it this, you know, at the end of 56 games, Shannon's probably got it laid out pretty good. Um I don't put the orders in the top 4 teams in the league. I guess I'm going to say that to you, but whatever. Like I think we're searching for you know searching for negatives here. Look at how this team's playing. I'll tell you right now since January 31st they are the best team in the league with winning in winning percentage and points. Yeah, so well, how about we talk about that,
0: right? 11-2 and two in their last 13 games. Connor McDavid has 26 points. The team save percentage has gone from 895 to 909. Again, yeah. I, I mentioned to you, if they don't get above 905, they won't make the playoffs. And I said by the end of the year, they got to be at 905, and they're already up to 909 right now. I don't know if it's sustainable for Mike Smith, but, man, he has uh, come back with vengeance, hasn't
1: he? Oh, I mean, what a, and you know, who ever thought, right? Like everybody, including me, you know, looked at the Oilers, the Oilers Achilles heel this year, was, frankly, they've got these goalies and one of them needs the other guy to be healthy all year. And the other guy is almost 39 years old. So how's that going to work? And then when Smith gets hurt, you know, that, that dragon gets fed just a little bit more. Right. So listen this is unprecedented no one in in history predicts that a 38 year old coming off injury jumping on the proverbial moving train that is the nhl season is going to walk in the door and go six and with what's he got going like a 945 or something um you know it's this is a great story but i'd love to meet the guy that could look in the eye and say oh i knew this would happen i don't think he's out there Spec,
0: I remember on the Saturday the Oilers signed Tyson Berry, and you know I, I I I wanted Tyson Berry here because I thought he could help change the complexion of what Edmonton could do in the back end. I like transition defense. We've had this discussion over and over, but they signed Berry, and everybody was on board because it was a one-year deal at 3.75 million. Okay, that's yep. total. That's that's as good a deal as you're going to get for a player like that. And about two hours later, they signed Mike Smith, and all hell broke loose on Twitter, and the fans were off their charts, and well, you know all that kind of stuff so it was it's been pretty interesting like i mean i don't think anybody realistically thought for a second that a 38 year old goaltender uh could do what he's doing i mean the last time they had a i can't even find it. it was back in the 1930s the last time there was a 38 year old goalie in the nhl uh had this kind of start i mean it's just it's it's just and mark i mean you see how he like you've had an animated discussion with mike or two he lets you know how you feel i would say this mark old school here it's two o'clock and you're leaving from the bar i think the guy i want with me might be mike
1: smith you know what i'm saying (laughs) because i know that guy is going to be backing me up and that's pretty clear but we've talked about what he brings and now I'm hearing players talk about what he's bringing to the orders dressing room and the things, you know, who was s I forget who said, I believe just last night that, you know, when they need some, the right thing said between periods in the room, whether he's playing or not, he's often the guy who says it. So, you know, again, like we've had the long discussions about, about importing leadership, and right. and how the Oilers are in such a good spot now because their leadership core are a bunch of guys that they drafted and that have grown up here, but. Having said that, here's a guy that's come in from the outside and he's just the right guy, right? He's you know, this team needs swagger. They've lost for a long time. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is a tenth season, he's been in the officially been in the playoffs once, Bomb. So yeah. this team needs a little swagger and they got the right guy and, and none of it's worth anything if he doesn't stop pucks. And I wanna say this and, and I'll let you speak. I think what's fallen under the radar was how well Thatcher Demko played last night. He was absolutely fantastic, and the Oilers had a better guy at the other end. I can't remember the last time we said that.
0: Well, and, you know, the advanced numbers would say Vancouver had a pretty decent game, but take a look at the high-grade scoring opportunities spec. It was, I mean, how many breakaways did Demko, or partial breakaways, yeah. great looks that, I mean, there's, there's a lot going on right now with this team, Mark. Everybody, you know, we hear so much in society about, and I'm not belittling it, about inclusiveness, right? And that's ultimately how you get the most out of people is you make people feel a part of it. Does Dave Tippett have to, this is a guy that played in the bottom six role in the NHL, willed his way to 600 games. He's a longtime coach. I don't know about you, but it seems to me
1: like he's got a lot of his players engaged right now, Mark. Yeah, there you go. And and you know, and his GM has given him players that can fulfill what he's trying to do. You know, you can you can whip a slow horse all you want. He's not going to win the derby. Uh, so Ken Holland has a, fitted him with some some a uh, bottom six basically. And you know, then you get a guy like JuJu Carra who was here all the time. But he wasn't the same guy we're watching now. Like he's taken that step we've talked about for ages, and you're totally right on Tippett. He's he gives everyone a role. You know, he's he doesn't have McDavid killing penalties, which I like, uh, and he's got other guys that you know that's their role on this team. And. Listen, he's uh, just watching him work his two goalie system. He almost never picks the wrong eyeball. Watching him bring these guys along, watching this team that has, you know, the defensive posture that it has lacked for I don't know how long. It's starting to take, right? It's starting to set in. They're a team that when they're up two to one in the third period, that's enough. They could finish that game right now. That a lot points towards a coach that knows what he's doing.
0: Mark, you know who had the best winning percentage of the Canadian teams last year? In the regular season? Yeah, Edmonton. You know who had the second-best goals against last year of the Canadian teams?
1: Uh, well, I don't know. Was it Edmonton?
0: Yeah. I mean, Winnipeg was number one, and their goalie won the Vesna. So There you go. I mean, I think we know from Dave's time in Dallas, I remember how much respect Craig McTavish had for Dave Tippett as a coach, and then Dave in Arizona. The one thing that his teams, I mean, huh, we, we've seen three or four wins already, Mark, this year that look like Arizona when they would beat
1: the Oilers, you know what I'm saying? That's exactly fair. That's that's, you know, this is the team like let's let's go back to our conversations after Chicago when they couldn't hold the lead, they were losing third periods, you and me argued over whose fault it was. All of that stuff, right? You know, fast forward to right now, everybody is doing the job defensively. They're not. You watch Vancouver last night. The, they don't give up a ton of chances, but when they do, it's a great double-A chance. And the Oilers are going the other direction. You know, when they give up in the third period last night, Bob, four shots on that? They didn't
0: give up one yeah. A-caliber scoring opportunity,
1: Mark, in the yeah. third period. So you go in the p- third period leading one nothing, and I'll tell you, Bob, they they didn't need the pull your rv goal. They didn't need the empty net goal. I mean, they'll take them. But the point is they nursed a one nothing lead to the finish line and added a couple more, and, and that, right, this is what we haven't seen here, and this is what separates a, a flashy team with a couple of real good scorers from a team that can actually beat you and beat you whichever way you want to play. Well, in this
0: compressed schedule, having two goaltenders matters for me. And right now, they got the two goalies. One of the changes, Mark. I'm going to circle back to this because we had a debate about this about about two weeks ago. It's a different looking defense. Nurse. Nurse is unequivocally a guy that is tracking and trending as a first-pairing defenseman. I mean, come on. He's playing 25 minutes a game. He's leading the league in even strength scoring for defensemen. He's plus 15. He blocked six shots last night. He's playing on the penalty kill. But then you have Barry. Now you have a uh, you know bear back in the lineup. You have Bouchard as a, a puck mover. Jones comes in and says, "I better block shots in the PK, or I'm not going to play because I got other guys that are going to play ahead of me." They've and and in fairness, Mark, this has been coming with the D. We knew, and it, it could even get better. By this time next year, because by this time next year, Broberg's going to be in as well. Like, they've built up a little bit stable in the back end, but they've got a different-looking type of defense that can make plays. And to me, that was always part of the challenge for some of those high-skill forwards, is they didn't have enough guys that can transition it, and now they got
1: guys that can transition it yeah that's fair that's fair you know and and you know a guy like barry's made a huge difference here for instance like sure one-on-one in his own end he's not the best guy you have but that's okay there's lots of other parts of the game where he is the best guy you have and You know, and and I'll say this: they're not uh, this group of forwards doesn't leave its defensemen hanging out to dry the way they used to. And the pucks, you know, the pucks not in their zone because they don't turn it over. The forwards aren't turning that thing over at center ice the way they used to. Everyone's playing a smarter stronger game, they're better with the puck, and they're just not giving away chances. Teams are going to beat them, Bob. You're going to lose a game here and there. You're going to give up goals. That's the way it works. But generally speaking, there's not a bunch of easy goals from the other team. There's not goals they don't have to work for. And those are the ones that hurt you. The ones where they don't have to work very hard. The Orders have almost eliminated those from their game right now.
0: Mark, what's the biggest surprise? Or who's the biggest surprise? Paul Yarvey, Jujar Kera, Tyson Berry or Mike
1: Smith? Oh boy, there you go. Uh, Or maybe I want to throw in as well as as poorly as Adam Larson looked like he was playing when they were three and six. How about the way he's playing now? I uh, listen, I can't pick one of those, but there you go. there's four guys, important players who are all going the right direction, like we talked about Kara, you know, a career of playing good for two nights in a row and then it goes away. Tolly your you're not an NHL player, goes to Finland. We frankly openly questioned whether that would turn him into an NHL player. He comes back here just a way better player than when he left. You know, Mike Smith's going to turn 39, I think, in March, and he's stopping pucks the way he is. Like, that's a script you just can't write. So, you know what? They're making, they're making hay, which is good. All of this stuff that's going right, like, it's all going right, and that's good. And I hope it lasts for a long, long time. But give them credit. You know, it is it is going right for them, Bob, and they're not frittering away a point here. Sweeping Calgary, sweeping Vancouver, eight points out of Ottawa. Like, that, those are all good points.
0: Mark, you know what makes it even sweeter for Oilers fans right now? And people can jump aboard on the Ashley Fine Floor's text line at 780 You know what makes it even sweeter? What's that? set Well, they swept Calgary and they swept Vancouver. And both Calgary and Vancouver are in the weeds right now. They're both struggling. And the oh Oilers, boy. you know, the Oilers are looking. We're not talking anymore, Mark, about, hey, Edmonton needs to build separation, make sure they get a playoff spot like realistically are we not looking at this the other way going hey how how awesome is this three game series with the leafs going to be you got a chance to 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 close in on first place against toronto who th- who saw that coming
1: oh for sure right and this is they're the at this moment they're the two elite teams in this in this uh, division and you know like listen uh, i i guess we you said it at the start of, the, of our talk, Bob. This was the best team in Canada last year among the Canadian teams. So, you know, it does make me ask the question why so few people thought that they would be among the best teams in Canada again this year. Why not? Because they listened to you.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> you were – because you, you were – you know what? When, when guys from one of the best organizations in the league say the biggest mistake teams are going to make in the offseason – he said this to me in October. He said, they're going to count that bubble experience too. It was so foreign to everybody, especially yep. for the teams that got eliminated right away. It could help. Yep. I mean, you know, like, right. We saw, right? Like we saw good teams like the the, the the 1981 Oilers and you and me grew up. We were 15 and 16 at that time, Mark, watching that. They weren't as good as Montreal. They weren't. But they beat him in three straight, because that's what happens sometimes in a best. I mean, back to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay had a sixty-win season loss in four straight games to Columbus. It happens once in a while. And so but yeah, I'm with you. Like people forget that not only did they have the highest winning percentage, they had the top two scores in the league, they were the second best defensive team of those teams as well. Now, I think they played in a little bit easier division, in fairness, because the Cali teams are down. And in fair and Mark, with with Calgary and Vancouver. Nowhere near as much heat if they were in the Pacific Division right now. I'm here to tell you that right now. I genuinely believe that the top end of the Canadian Division... I mean, I know Vegas has got a good team, but that's it in the Pacific. I think that Edmonton would be... Right up there.
1: And, and and they were second in the Pacific last year, right? They were three points behind Vegas when the season stopped, so with a couple left against the Golden Knights. Right. And so it's, it, it's fun. So what do you think is going to happen here in the next three games against Toronto? Well, really good hockey, but I also think that that both teams are looking at each other, saying, "We got to limit chances. We don't want to be in a track meet with either of these teams, right?" How did Edmonton beat Toronto 2-1 in Toronto that night? That was one of the dullest games of the year. You know, that's a sports that we had it on TV. Was it not on a Saturday night? Uh, And I believe we pumped it it mercilessly for maybe a Wednesday night, but it was a national game. It was a terrible game. Mercilessly. It was a terrible game. And I think that Dave Tippett, he'll play that terrible game all night long if his team could win and, you know, that's the, who knows what we'll see, Bob. At some point here, there's three in a row. At some point, someone's getting out to an early two, three, nothing lead, and then it's going to be a track meet. We're going to yeah. get that game. I guarantee you, we get that game from one way or the other. But uh, I'll tell you right now that the Tippett's talking to his team about even putting the screws down harder. Listen, what did they play, Bob? They beat Toronto seven. Uh, they beat they beat Calgary two one. They beat Calgary seven one. They gave up three to Vancouver, and then they gave up none to Vancouver. So in three of the last four games, Bob, they've given up one or less the Oilers. Yeah, two, right? against,
0: two against the Jets as well to start the five-game winning streak. Two
1: so. against the Jets as well. So, you know, this is – why are you winning, Bob? You know, this is how you win without Connor McDavid getting five points, right? You got a whole team of guys playing the right way, and I've been waiting. I'm not saying it's always exciting and great and fun and all that, but I'll tell you, what's fun is looking at the standings and seeing your team right near the top. That's would be an Oilers fans version of fun.
0: Eleven and two in the last thirteen, but David, twenty six points in that the thirteen game stretch. Mark. So, final question: Is this team for real?
1: I can't see why they're not, Bob. Uh, You know, listen, this isn't me jinxing anyone. Everyone gets injuries in the league. Eventually the Oilers will too. You don't get a season without them. That's just hockey and sports in general. So I'm not wishing anything on anybody. So there will be adversity. That's fine. But uh, I think the reason why I think that they're legit, Bob, uh, is this they've never had the bottom six as strong as they've had it, and they've never had as deep a defense as they have right now. To me, though, that's the foundation. That's what gets you through. They can win now without 97 or 29 winning it for them. And there's been a lot of time, man. There's been months of a season a month, where those two three, guys will win three game and win. Th-
0: 3 years. Yeah. They, they you know, they went 0 yeah. 26 in 3 years when those guys didn't have a point and they've yeah. won twice in the last 6 games when those guys <laughs> didn't have a point. Kind of says a yeah. mark so, p- positive energy today. I you know, it's uh, but hey, it's Friday,
1: num- baby. Here we go. All right, the
0: numbers <laughs> speak for themselves. Hang in there, man. All right, see ya. I will get to some text coming up at 145. You're listening to Oilers now. I'm going to tell you that there's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than what's asked. when outstanding customer service is a key to business as well. You know Brent Ridge Ford is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. Why do they win it? Because they treat you fairly when you buy a vehicle, and they offer fair prices on warranties, insurance coverage, and financing fees. They've also got an excellent service department if something goes wrong. Let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brentridge Ford Lundahan. You can reach them at one 673 or visit Brentridge.com when we come back and Oilers now your North Division report for Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence
1: this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad welcome back
0: everybody Bob Stauffer, Brendan Escott with you it's 127 in Edmonton and it is time for your North Division Report brought to you by Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence here is Brendan Escott. Toronto has a four-point lead on Edmonton with a game in hand atop the division standings. Winnipeg, winners of four of five to open up a three-point gap on fourth-place Montreal. Uh, Ottawa, three consecutive wins now, sitting just three points back of free-falling Vancouver. Two games in hand for the Sens as well. The Canucks, they've won just two of 13 games this month. Yikes. brought to you by craig hummel at remax excellence finding your dream home listing your old home it all starts at SoldTodayEdmonton.ca. today edmonton.ca find it love it move in didn't see that happening with vancouver they've gone through a tough stretch oilers and the leaves tomorrow the edmonton oil kings dropped the puck on their alberta-based whl skid tonight their general manager kurt hill whose team could have won the western league last year they're a strong favorite in the Central this year. He will join us at 135, and then we will get to your text on the Ashley Feinfoller's text line at 145. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.